0: Today's daily DVR presents true detective is brought to you by our presenting sponsor cufflinks.com cufflinks.com slash DVR. Go there. Use code DVR 20, get 20% off your order. No minimum cufflinks.com wants to encourage you to elevate your look. When you get dressed in the morning, it helps to make you feel more confident, create your individual look. That's what it's all about. Stand out. Cufflinks.com carries over 58 brands, including Hook & Albert, Ox & Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks brand. Whether it's Cufflinks, tie bars, clips, stud sets, ties, men's bracelets, pocket squares, socks, lapel pins, messenger bags, money clips, and so much more, all emblazoned with your favorite TV show or movie like Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Marvel, DC Comics, And all the sports, NCAA, NBA, NFL. This month is NFL month. Go to cufflinks.com/slash DVR, use code FOOTBALL30 and get 30% off all NCAA and NFL merchandise. Check it out, cufflinks.com/slash DVR. Now on with the show. Today is Wednesday, January 23rd, 2019, and this is Daily DVR: Does True Detective? Hello, and welcome back, everybody. Yeah, baby. Hello, you hear that voice there? That's Heath Snolo, and I'm Axel Folo. And if you're new to the pod, welcome. Please give us a review or share us on the socials. It does help. We appreciate it. Daily DVR is a proud member of the DVR Podcast Network. Check out our other great pods like Podcast Winterfell and the Westworld Theorycast at dvrpodcast.com. You can also send your feedback. We have some feedback tonight to DVRpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at DVRpodcast. If you're getting this on the True Detective feed, Daily DVR is every day except for Tuesday and Thursday, which are Patreon. But you can also subscribe to Daily DVR if you like what we do. So we're just going to jump into it. Solo, we're going to talk about True Detective Season 3, Episode 3, The Big Never, written by Pisolato, our man there, showrunner, and directed by Daniel Sackheim, who is actually the showrunner for Jack Ryan, and directed a See? bunch of episodes of The Americans, Going and he directed all the way back to eight episodes of Miami Vice. That's so why I love him, baby. Yeah, this guy's been around a long time, so we've got feedback from newbie Andy and Brett, but first let's just get into it. What did you think about this episode, man?
1: Well, <laughs> excuse me, buddy. Well, the first thing I would say is cause it is January 23rd. Happy birthday to mama solo. It's my mom's oh, birthday today. Happy birthday. Yeah. So shout out to her across the land, uh, in Pennsylvania. I'll call you today, mama. Anyway, love you. Uh, <laughs> Great episode. It, it's continuing to. I just, I, I'm just in, bro. That's all I can say. I'm in, and it's just I love following it. And you know, first thing I got to say though is I can't believe last week I missed that they mentioned that the the abductions occur, occurred on the day Steve McQueen died. Yeah, November seventh, nineteen eighty, and I forgot that, and I'm like so mad at myself after we finished the pod, and I'm like. Oh man! Everyone oh, the biggest Steve McQueen fan that I know. And uh I missed that, so I was a little depressed about that. And uh and I don't think we mentioned any pinholes in the in the closet. I can't remember. So those are only two things from last week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, I
0: think we may have mentioned that he was peeking, but yeah, the Steve McQueen thing. I thought of that, too. After we finished recording, I was kind of thinking back on it. You know, did we forget about anything? And I was like, oh, my gosh, we didn't mention Steve McQueen. And that's like your Twitter, your Twitter bio is like, my hero, Steve McQueen.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I know. It. Oh, uh,
0: man. And that, that, has uh, sometimes, v- that has some kind of yeah. meaning, though. Do you think that has some kind of meaning to the show? What were the circumstances of Steve McQueen's death?
1: Well, he, he, he died technically of cancer uh, it, from asbestos poisoning. Oh. He worked in the factories. And, it, you know, it kind of takes like the mesothelioma there. It takes you about 30 years to kill you, usually. Oh, and wow. it literally was like 30. Yeah, it's like, a, like if you breathe in a lot of asbestos back in the day. Uh, yeah, that happened a lot because a lot of people didn't wear masks or they just inhaled the stuff. I mean, I remember in the late eighties moving into an apartment. My dad goes, Oh, there's asbestos in the closet. And I get that removed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, asbestos. What's that? You know? <laughs> asbestos.
0: I just met I mean, you. Yeah. As- <laughs> so <laughs> asbestos. Don't wait. I just met us. <laughs> Sounds like a three stooges. <laughs> oh, certainly.
1: Asbestos. Um, oh, oh, okay. I just so- met you.
0: <laughs> I don't know what kind of resonance that has with. With this, but maybe the um maybe in some sense, you know, I think a lot of these true detectives have been kind of about like masculinity or gender roles or you know just men, you know, like a lot of every there's mm-hmm. i mean the lead of all three of them has been an alcoholic male, right right so, so I mean, like, well there you go, you know, and that's kind of with Steve McQueen too, he lived hard, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and um. It's interesting, though, what does that say about it? because I think that Pisolotto is trying to create in his own way, kind of like American epics, American folklore, and what does it say about also the transition of time from the eighties to the nineties to two thousand and fifteen, you know, so that's that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting as well, if you look at it from that
1: perspective, yeah, no definitely, and uh man, it's just. I tell you Mahershala Ali is he's unbelievable. He's he's just man the guy is becoming one of a great American actors and right before our eyes and just just he has me hooked in. And even Steven Dorff this week uh he, he he was really good and I I got some things I want to talk about him uh as well. Uh but yeah man this uh, this is like, I, I always like to have at least one show on where I'm just like, oh, I can't, oh, True Detective was last night. Oh, I, gotta, I can't wait to watch it. Or, because I, you know, I sometimes can't watch it on the night it comes out, but I'm just so excited. When are we going to watch this episode? So I, I, I got that, you know, that feeling with this show, and I'm just like, I love it, man. I love it. Yes. So I, I, I wish we were detectives for like a week. <laughs> we are. We're detectivizing oh, we on this show,
0: man. Right? Um, but it is – I agree with you. As uh, the guys on the Ringer podcast, The Watch would say, the true detective has the belt for right now. It's like the right, TV right. show for people to be paying attention to. And it does deserve it. You're right. Like he is really – Ali is like – he's like three different characters. It's not – It's it shows you how as a human being you are so – you can be different people at different times. And when you think back in your life, when you think back at yourself, when you were like 23, I was like, I was a completely different person than I think about myself when I was like 13. And I was like a totally different, you know, like it doesn't stop. Like that's something that I tell Lachlan, like I try to give him the secret. And the secret is that adults never actually grow up and that you continue (laughs) to make stupid mistakes and do weird things. And just act crazy like everyone does their entire lives. Like that's just being people. Like a lot of people try to convince you that like, oh, the adults know. No, they don't know. They're lying. <laughs> you know,
1: like, Big time.
0: And that's kind of like what this this is playing with so many aspects of memory and age. You know, it's just, it's fantastic, man. And, it, and this was, again, shot so well. And the locations are just amazing
1: man i love it it's visually stimulating it's the acting stimulates me watching it the whole thing stimulates me and podcasting with you stimulates me you're stimulated baby all right so let's
0: get let's get into something even more stimulating and that's newbie dudes. all right she's always stimulating okay Newbie Doos has a little feedback for episode one and two. This was amazing television, so thrilling, beautifully shot scenes, great dialogue, perfect actors, interesting characters. I have zero complaints. This was just television at its best. You know it's good TV when you watch the time because you don't want the episode to end. I noticed the old school prejudice that was standard back then, I guess. How the people in the town were talking about junkies, homosexuals, and Satanism. (laughs) i laughed when the cop asked a teenage boy if he was a satanist because he wore a black sabbath (laughs) t-shirt and he says it's just a band name that was hilarious that was i like those touches because you remember like you know when we in the you know like when we were growing up in like the 70s and 80s that's when it was like there's pins in the Halloween candy. Don't the guy's gonna kidnap you. There's serial <laughs> yeah. killers everywhere. Like I can remember living in Jersey, like until like the nineties, it was like California had this kind of like stigma. Like if you said you were going to California, people would be like, yo, there's a lot of serial killers out there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It'll be like, oh my God, it's California. So that's cool that she picked up on that. Um that is. Uh, newbie continues. Um, the thing is, I think we believe we have come so far, but maybe we haven't a lot of this type of prejudice still lives on in some parts of society, right? Just the thought I like shows, which make you think about all kinds of stuff. That's true. And that was something we talked about last episode, how right. it, that you kind of show that through the ages as for the murder mystery. She says, I'm completely at a loss and I like that. I agree. Looking forward to watching more and listening to more of the podcast. Thank you, newbie. All right. We got newbie. some feedback from Andy and he says, here's an even shorter feedback for episode two. I still enjoyed this episode. I really thought Steven Dorf shined. I'm really loving the Vietnam commentary and Hayes out doing the tracking. I hope we get more of that. Overall. I enjoyed the episode, but I have a little fear that they are following the pattern of season one, a little too much. I really hope to be proven wrong in the coming weeks. Ah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't Ooh. know. I'm not really worried about that too much. Are you solo?
1: You know, I no, I mean, for me, it's not a worry. I know where Andy's coming from because there's a little, th- I'll just bring it out now. You know how, I guess we had talked about how in the first two seasons, I guess the prime suspect or whatever was someone not in the show as much. Yes. Remember, okay, so I'm thinking, so that's when I just started th- when I was just thinking the other day. I'm like, what if Amelia's that quick shot of her boyfriend or hey, you got the guy giving her a ride after the town hall meeting? Yeah. I'm like, that's the killer. I'm like, that's him. <laughs> I don't know who he is. He's the killer. And I so I don't know if I'm you know wondering if I'm locked into season 1 so much. But um, I'm not worried in the sense of the way the three storylines are going. I, I, think, I think they're going to twist it up a little bit for the end. I don't think it's going to be exactly like season one. It has the feel because of the small town like we talked about and just the, the, the level of acting and just kind of the feel. Is is very sim- similar, yeah. but I think there's go- there's more to it. Like you even mentioned, like we both mentioned, what if the you know the '90s is really important, and we're gonna, you know what I mean? Like like I think that's gonna really pay play a big part. Yes. in the show versus really going back. So yeah, so I I I don't know. I, I I'm not scared, but I can understand why some people might be. But I'm just kind of like. Well, let's do this because I, I have I have a lot of faith in it.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same way, man. I, I feel like um, I, I'm not really worried because it's got. I mean, it is in a sense kind of a return to a format, you know, and they and it does have the like um, uh, kind of feeling and mood, right. And miss, and kind of that almost like, uh, like I was saying, like pseudo scientific, spiritual metaphysical mystery aspect, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but I'm okay with that. I think that a lot of it is very different. I feel a, um, I feel like an emotion towards Mahershala Ali's character and his wife and Stephen Dorff, even, that I didn't feel in the first True Detective. I felt the first True Detective was like more raw, and this is a little bit more reserved, a little bit more quiet, a little bit more um, dour even, you know? And uh, I'm again, like newbie said, I'm not really even thinking too much about who did it. Actually, I found myself like watching the whole episode, and this one really surprised me when it ended. I was like, "Oh man, it's over!" And then I was like, "Gosh, yeah. I didn't really even think about who did it." Like at the end, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I forgot to think about who did it." Like I was just so caught up in all the characters and what was going on, and I was like, "Oh wow, mm-hmm. we're with Steven Dorf. There he is!" And then we're like. Oh, wow! Scoot McNary is back. I thought that that guy would have been dead or in jail. We were wrong about that. Mm-hmm. you know. I just was kind of like you're saying i'm I'm being taken on a journey, and I feel like the world they're creating is so real that I didn't even think about a comparison to that kind of first season uh until Andy mentions it here. So maybe Andy, you know what sometimes we do get kind of. Um, it was, it's kind of like us with Cersei and the, um, and the green fire, you know, solo, we got like too caught up in it. That seems right. in the podcast <laughs> yeah. Winterfell, you know, like, and if we had kind of just let it go a little bit and just kind of enjoyed the show, it'd be more fun. And I think, I think Andy, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm okay with it. I think you sh- we should just admit it is, it does have a lot of similarities. It's, it is kind of a return yeah. to the format and that's okay.
1: So I wanted to, um, I know we, we kind of go all over the map here on the TD3 podcast, but uh, so you, you when you brought up Scoop McNary and how, you know, and then uh, when uh, Roland West goes to visit him uh, and he's five years sober and he, oh, we're like, okay, he's alive, uh, we find out his his wife is passed. Yeah, uh, one of the Streep kids. Um, yeah, I know Meryl must be broken uh, <laughs> up. Did she
0: win an Academy <laughs> yeah. Award for the movie about her daughter dying in a TV show?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she probably would win. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but you know the fact that I- I'm curious because okay, what happened? Because they weren't. I don't. Th- they weren't. From what we've seen in 1980, they weren't really close, right? Yeah, they knew. had
0: been living apart for almost a year, I think, six months to a year. Yeah.
1: No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm talking more of the uh, Roland West and Scoop McNary there, their relationship. Because all of a sudden. Oh, oh, yes. Like, oh, they're like good friends. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, it's like yeah, what you did for yeah. me five years ago. Yeah. And which brought a theory from my buddy Abby, who was. He's into True Detective, in and he's an actor here and out, out in L.A., he's a good friend of mine. And he rewatched the first two episodes and we were texting a little bit. And he's like, he found it interesting because we're trying to, he was in the mode of trying to figure out who done it. And he's like, what about this? He goes, when the dogs are sniffing uh, Roland West's feet, he's like, get these dogs out of here. Is that like a tip off? Could it be him? (laughs) Like he brought that out. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then I'm like, is he, did he feel guilty maybe? So that's why he was helping out. Uh, Scoop McNary's character there. Oh, so I, I, I like, I, hmm. I, I, so I, I, lady solos. Cause I asked her, I go, do you think he could done it? She's like, no. And I'm like, okay, that's not obvious, but I'm just like, cause we, we really see them for the first time at night when they're shooting the rats and drinking and which we didn't mention the rats. You know, I have a history with yeah, rats. You do. Um, yeah. And in a future, but, uh, So I was, you know, now I'm thinking, could he have? Could he be a suspect? Would they do that? Where and like when Andy said, the feeling of season one, a lot for me was, oh, was is uh, you know Russ Cole? Is he is he actually the killer? He's so weird, but he's not. (laughs) Now I'm like, are they going to do it? Are they going to actually do it?
0: I see. You know, want to know something? Solo is I my I when I did think about. Who done it? I started to think after this episode that it was actually Detective Wayne Hayes, Mahershala Ali himself. I started to think that he did it because of the parts where oh, his, awesome. you know, like <laughs> he's hearing in his voice and he's saying into the recorder, like, or his wife says to him in that weird metaphysical where she's like Albert Einstein, you know, um, she says right. you don't want them to find out. You don't want them to find out more clues or what ha- what really happened. And there's what happened with his daughter and there's what happened. Why doesn't he talk to the partner? And then like here you have like, exactly as you said, like Stephen Dorff is like Ro- Detective Roland West and Tom Purcell are like buddies now. He says to him, you help me out of the hole. Is the hole jail or is the hole alcohol and the hole of the death of his son and missing daughter. You know what I mean? Like, what is he talking about there? But I thought about that too, with Steven Dorf, maybe. Cause we also talked about last week about how they kind of threw us off where we thought he might be, they might be setting us up with the typical, like kind of racist cop and his black partner. You know what I mean? Like, and they mm-hmm. didn't go that way. And he turns out to be uh, in three episodes in, I honestly would have to say that kind of the, the two, the two, like Steven Dorf seems to be a nicer guy than Mahershala Ali. You know what I mean? Like he's, <laughs> well, he's he seems truth, to have yeah. supported him. He stands up to him, right, stands up for him right away to like guys who may or may not be superiors to him. You know, and during the interview, he goes and helps out Purcell. So to make him the killer might be interesting but it's like why you know
1: yeah because like with yeah like if uh if Roland West would be the killer say um it, it, to put in the 90s to put Hayes on the task force you'd be like well why would he do that and then I'm thinking man because because probably he sees it in his eyes this guy will never give up on it yeah. and you know maybe to keep your enemies I mean keep it closer yes. to the. Event. Yep. I, Closer to the investigation, and his and wife I is know, involved too with the book. His exactly, and plus, um, did, I forget now. Did they did they mention in the nineties that his memory was starting to go? Or, he, or no, that someone was mentioned about his-
0: okay. What that was interesting. What happened was they didn't do that in this episode that I remember, because this was more of kind of like a almost a Stephen Dorff centered centric. Right. They didn't do the thing where Wayne is talking in one, at one time. And then he's like answering someone in another time or hearing them. They didn't do that. But then when they did it in the first episode, the first time the loss of memory is mentioned, it is during one of those transitions. So whether it was in the That's 90s right. okay. or 2015, we can't really tell.
1: That's right. You answered that for me last yeah. week too. <laughs> so sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I thought maybe if, if he knew about him lo- starting to lose his mind a little bit, he would want him on the task force cause then he could pit it on him. If so, you know, I don't know. But yeah, it's just, it's just again, the fact that this show is making us think this way. I, I love it. Uh, and, and like you said, there's more to it with the character. The characters are so, so deep and so, uh, you know, dr- uh, they, they're just, so interesting that we're, we have all these things going on. It's not just about a whodunit. We're worried about, well, why, you know, why is your daughter not speaking to you? Why yeah, this? Why exactly. that? How did this happen? How did this person so die? Yeah. 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 So, um, but I'm a whodunit guy. So I'm always going to wonder. <laughs> um, so, yeah. but you know, I just, my friend, Abby brought that up and I was like the whole sniffing and dog thing. That I was like, I didn't even catch that. That's a little yeah. subtlety that could come into play, of course, the weird shot of, honey, you're ready to go or whatever, though, with that guy. I'm like, who's that? I'm like, is that guy gonna be the killer? We're I not know. gonna see him until the last episode. So I don't know. Uh uh but 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 I'm um you know, I'm not gonna rack my brain and try to be like oh god who did it i'm gonna kind of let it happen we have these theories that's what we do that's what we've done since the beginning of podcasting but i'm just really excited about enjoying this ride and getting into these characters i'm just so into it yeah me too man
0: all right a little mid ad break here for cufflinks.com Want to thank them so much. We're in our third month of sponsorship here, our presenting sponsor on the show. We really appreciate them. They're helping to get the word out now, too. We got this other feed going with True Detective, so we're having a lot of fun. And we hope that you visit slash DVR so they know that we sent you. Use code FOOTBALL30, get 30% off all NCAA and NFL merchandise. It's a great deal. Check it out. And you know what? We're having a little football contest, right, baby? Go to Daily DVR Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash group slash Daily DVR. And you can pick who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. Is it going to be the Patriots? Is it going to be the Rams? And your score, all right, and your score. Now, last week, Bill and AU both won. Actually, you know, you can check out AU Pack Mule on the YouTube. He's got a YouTube. Check it out. They both won. Who's it going to be this week for the Super Bowl? Because I'm giving out Millennium Falcon Cufflinks. These are so awesome. You've got to check it out. I'm going to put the picture up on the website. Actually, on Facebook, I should say. Go to Facebook. Check it out. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR. Use code DVR20 to get 20% off. And this month, use code FOOTBALL30 to get 30% off NCAA and NFL football merchandise. Cufflinks.com. Thank you. Who's going to win? We'll see. Now back to the show. Well, uh-huh. well. before we uh, go on our own ride, let's allow Brett to take us on a ride. And he does have a little theory here. And it involves awesome. a, a point which I want you to clarify because I wasn't sure of this in the show. And hopefully you can clarify it solo. So thank you, Brett, for your email. And also thanks, Andy, for your email. And also I want to publicly thank Andy. Andy, I got the hard drive with my and Solo's old – talk shoe shows on it and we both want to say thank you live on the show here oh
1: brother oh thank you so much axel told me what you did and i just was like because i had no i didn't really have it confirmed till last week about the talk shoe issue i just i I heard about it but i wasn't and then i was like wait a minute because our old friend mr bill texted me he's like i lost all my shows behind the cutting edge and i'm like and and the fact that andy had a a ton of them saved on our hard drive. My gosh, we're gonna owe you for life. So yeah. thank you, brother. Appreciate yes. it.
0: Yes, and I am going to come up with a plan and go through them, and it includes like our last season of Breaking Bad. We went over uh, and uh, like a lot of stuff, and I'm gonna be rehosting and re-releasing that and all that. So thank
1: you, oh, Andy. That's awesome. You are the man, brother. A lot of good Patreon stuff there. Yes, I mean, yes. To, to really go back because. You know, when you release, that'd be great to you know release an old film list that me and you talk about your top ten favorite movies, and that's from like I don't know, seven years ago or eight <laughs> years, know, ago, whatever. Dude, I know. Like how am- I mean, how amazing will that be? It'll be know, so fun, just- dude. Oh wow! Yeah. So wow.
0: we appreciate it, Andy, and also we both of us we we unknowing to the other one also sent each other a little gift there to build uh to each other so i appreciate that so thank you andy and lachlan got a hold of it and went nuts and was like oh my god what's that oh that's for me right he got so excited (laughs) so we are uh thank you andy but let's go on let's go to. thank you for your email too so brett now let's let brett talk and here he goes brett says i'm all in on this is for episodes one and two I'm all in on the series and loved your pod with you and the bastard podcaster. That's Heath Snolo. <laughs> Y'all covered pretty much everything except one thing. When you were mentioning a few possible suspects of who eventually got arrested, you didn't mention the cousin of the children's mother. He stayed with the family for months in Will's room. And this is what you were talking about, Solo. And allegedly right. drilled a peephole in the closet wall in order to spy on presumably the daughter now, I wasn't sure of that. Was he spying on the daughter or his cousin, the, the mother? I didn't know which one was it.
1: Yeah. No, it was the daughter from what I – Because oh. Lady Solo picked that up. And we did forget to mention – That was another thing we did forget to mention. Sorry about that, but I'm glad um, we have that now in our uh, – to discuss. Thank you, Brad. Yeah. See, I thought originally I thought it was the the the, the brother – but then the cousin stayed in his room. Right. So that was his dirty okay. magazine. I didn't whatnot. know whether it
0: was the cousin, whether he was spying on his own cousin because he said right. I remember when they interviewed him at the funeral or the wake, um, he said something like, um, she needs to find her a real man or so, you know, like something like that. So I thought maybe yeah. he had it, you know, he maybe she was actually cheating on him. I thought and I thought he alluded to it. But either way, it's creepy. You know, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: yeah, and oh, go ahead. And uh, so, and if you notice, when Scoop McNary and uh, Mummy Mom, Streep or what Mummy Gummer or whatever, uh, when they she was pregnant, like pretty early, isn't there the speculation? Yes, i was thinking of the timeline. That
0: the first kid is not her son. That the boy, yeah. is not her son, and the girl. No, no, was it the other? No, yes. No, it was the other way around. The girl was older, I the think. The boy older? Was, which the one was The girl's older or the boy older? I don't remember. I don't, that's going to make a difference too, isn't it? Because one of the theories yes. I was thinking is, was it the real father trying to come and take the girl away accidentally kills the boy? And that's why she is kidnapped and not murdered. Oh, yeah. Because she's not actually Scoop McNary's daughter. But I think it's the other way around, if I remember. But I will have to check that out. If anyone remembers, uh, it probably will matter, too. But um, let me continue. Yeah, because I want to okay. say
1: the boy is 12, the girl's 8 or 9, maybe? Okay, I think you're right, dude. I think the boy was older. You're right. Well, he had a communion at ten, so he's has to. So yeah, it has yes. to. He's probably okay. older. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You're right. You're definitely right. So then that would mean well, that the know. boy, the boy who died, was not Scoop McNary's son.
1: No, it would be if he's older.
0: Right? No, no, he came because they met when they were pregnant. pregnant. So the That's older what I'm kid, the older kid isn't his. The younger kid is his.
1: Oh I thought she was already pregnant when they like 3 months pregnant when they met. Yeah, and they got right.
0: married. She was pregnant with the son.
1: But I thought it was from a previous. Oh, I'm, I, you see
0: what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's exactly we're agreeing with each other. That's what I've been saying the whole time that but I messed it up. So it doesn't make sense. Maybe what happened maybe he was trying to take the boy and accidentally killed their own oh. son. Oh.
1: That's that's
0: you're absolutely right. The first time I said it, I had it wrong. So maybe it would be the other way around. But I do think it plays into it, though. I definitely think that the real father of the boy is going to play somehow play into this story. And yeah, that
1: would that would make sense. Yeah. And
0: one thought I had, just a quick theory, not don't know anything about it, but whenever you. Whenever you involve, like, a large company that controls a town in the story, like this chicken place where she worked, right? Where she worked Mm -hmm. on the chicken line. Um, Yes. And they said something about the owner. Oh, he's in the safari. I wonder, does the owner have a son? Or did the owner have an affair with the mother? Or did the son – and he's rich, and he had an affair with the mother. And that's how – because Pizzolatto likes to involve these kind of like, you know, clan or secret societies of rich people in this story. Okay. So is this how we enter into this? Remember the uh, TV documentarian mentioned to Mahershala Ali that there, were, there was a widespread um, pedophile cult in our organization in that area that had a ring that had been busted. Right. right? So, you know, is that, is, is that going to be something like, was she working at the chicken place and that's where she got pregnant and then she met the de- So the person from the, you know, like the owner of the chicken place got her pregnant, you know what I'm saying? And that's what also made her kind of or- ruined her life and sent her into all this addiction and stuff.
1: Right or like the yeah the Hoyt Foods uh, Mr yes, Hoyt exactly. so her so Hoyt and of course his wife they lost a child and so they started the foundations and stuff oh and good point and all that. okay so it could be it could go this way but I mean it, where you know rich people I want another child I can't have kids you that know that kid was supposed he, to be his
0: son or something right
1: yeah or something you know. Instead of oh, I thought about the sun angle though because that was my true detective slash Axel Foley lost mythos thinking deeper, but the most the, like that one would make that's what I was thinking like oh a son. maybe the son was playing with the kids and I don't know and, you know and leading them on but then um, it, it could be that the, the wife and the and wanted another child and you know now maybe they took her away to the safari and to hide her out there so no one could track her down you know she went missing so there's different (laughs) angles there because why would they bring up the hoyt foods thing so yep exactly
0: yeah that's and and also it just fits into the narrative of i mean how we've seen this story so many times where you know, the rich guy's son did it and he took her, you know what I mean? And then like
1: yeah, and then
0: the father found out about it. So we hired this other guy and then he, and that guy's involved with the pedophile, you know, and, and actually guess who we hired? The cousin, you know what I'm saying? And like the cousin, <laughs> right, took him right. away. so, but let me, let me continue with what uh, Brett says. Cause he goes on about the cousin, uh, this hole in the, th- in the wall would constitute pedophilic behavior. If there are known pedophilia circles in the area as we are told later, and the only pedophilic, I'm saying pedophilia a lot, pedophilic behavior we have seen so far as this spying, you could speculate he was connected to one of those outfits, having lived with the children a while, that it was poss- he was possibly familiar with the routes they took on their bicycles. In order to avoid being too heavily questioned by police, perhaps he waited until a while after he was moved out before launching a kidnapping plot for the girl. Interesting. I'm not sure that this show will lend itself to heavy theorizing. Oh, it just did, Brett. It seems more like a book that I will recline back and read. Will you do that too? That said, I'm already wondering what the hell is going on with the cousin. Okay, now this is Brett coming back at episode three. Near the end of the episode, we see Will's communion photo in the family album. The same pose that his body was found in. If this photo was used by the killer who would have to have access to to it but a family member like the cousin another piece of my early theory if the cousin was tied to the pedophile ring he may be associated with the suspects in the brown sedan possibly the same people that the kids would play board games with in the woods that's what i just said brett i think the concept of the unreliable (laughs) narrator will be a major factor this is now this is kind of different i believe wayne is suppressing at least one big memory from his past Possibly an honest mistake that he covered up, that snowballed, that will come to light in 2015 with consequences. So much for me not theorizing. I guess my mind can't help it. (laughs) Us neither, Brett. As I write, I realize that these vile theories aren't nearly as fun to talk about as Westworld. That said, it's hard to deny. It's a great show. Yep. I think that yeah, were good theories, man. But, uh, I like that. The cousin, I think that's, I mean, look, so many of these detective things are snakes, right? Solo, where it's like this guy knew this guy and then they went here and they knew this guy. Right. You know? So, right. It could be all of that, or that could all be a smoke screen. And Stephen Dorff did it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> that's what's great about this. It's, you know, don't get me wrong. I love my law and orders, and there I have a formula for a week, get it done in forty-three minutes. This, of course, is much deeper, but I, but but I love that there's so much more to it, and it just it's not a simple open and shut case as we know. Over thirty-five years, it <laughs> things are, haven't quite been solved from what we get. So I just love having all these different angles, and it kind of throws you. In the middle of it, as a detective, and you're like, how the heck? You can't just figure this stuff out. Talk to a couple witnesses. Put someone in the box, and we got our killer. It's there's. It's much more deeper than that. And with technology early on, I mean, it's not like people on their cell phones are filming this car, the strange car. I mean, you you have to do real police work. And then, uh, uh, you know, with this, you know, it's the South it's just some rough time i mean there's so many things going on which makes it just so fulfilling and so interesting and you know it's great to to theorize but honestly i they all the theories sound great to me yeah <laughs> you know i don't know yet i don't yeah. I really don't know yet
0: it's really interesting, man. Um, I wanted to shout out the uh, Dungeons and Dragons game, which for some reason they're not calling Dungeons and Dragons. What, isn't that what he was playing by himself? Dungeons and Dragons with the dice and everything. Oh, is that? Oh, I don't know. I, because in the Wait. they showed it in the first episode when they went into the kid's house, they mm-hmm. went into the boy's room and he had a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons books. And then later, the dice that Wayne finds are like D&D dice. And then he also says um, that, you know, th- these games can lead people to bad things. Because remember in the 80s, mm. and,
1: and
0: there was like all that fear that, oh, if you play D&D, remember there was that t- there was that television movie about um, – wasn't it like Michael J. Fox in it or something? And the guy ends up oh, killing, I don't know. Like they, there was this whole thing – I remember this because I played Dungeons and Dragons that if you played it, you'd get so into it, you'd think you were a a dragon master and would kill people or you were a troll or you were a warrior and you would actually kill the people you were playing with. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? And then they wanted to like rate the game. It was like part of the whole, you know, like kind of like, you know, just say no environment of the 80s.
1: Right, right. Like yeah,
0: everything's yeah. scary, they're gonna get you. Um, but uh, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. I also wanted to shout out what a little bit of what you're talking about, which is I found so interesting adding this um, this uh, theoretical physics talk to, about his wife where she comes in a vision and she talks about Einstein, that the illu- that the past, present, and the future are an illusion. Like the whole mm-hmm. lost idea that time is, you know, really all happening at once. And I was just – it's funny because today I was watching, rewatching a part of a Nova special that played just last week about Albert Einstein and the idea of quantum entanglement, that particles can have um, reactions or actions to each other when they're not even close to each other, or that can also defy both time, uh, both space and time, what they, what was referred to as spooky action at a distance. And people who are into like theoretical physics will know what I'm talking about. Um, But this has been proven in laboratories that, and it's also the way that quantum computing and a lot of other type of uh, technologies are being developed, but basically long story short, if you extrapolate that to the macro and you think about the way people can have effects on each other through space and time, the way Penny and Desmond did, right? That like, I Pe- love your Penny. Yeah. Like Penny and Desmond were quantumly entangled, right? Their right, love right. created their own space time. Right. And what I think a part of this show is kind of getting into that with Mahershala Ali's character and the way he himself may be transferring information through the past, present and the future by having his mind be so scrambled. Um, And I think that there, I don't think that the show is actually going to ever, you know, that's not what the show is actually about. But I think that playing with those ideas and having the wife talk in that fashion, I love that stuff. So I eat it up. It's just, it's like the book that people were reading in Lost or in Game of Thrones something. So oh look, did you see the sigil back there? You know? It's it might not mean hmm. anything in the end, but I appreciate that that kind of thought is on television. And that's another reason why I like this show. Nice. That's all I had to say. Solo. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, we still don't know what happened to his daughter. We still don't. Cause she says you lost Rebecca, but not in the way you think.
1: Yeah. Oh, Becca. Um, which which actually brings up to that Walmart scene? Yeah, Uh-oh. Walmart. I did, was oh that Donald
0: gosh. in the parking lot. Of Walmart? It
1: was. It was. Okay. Yeah, I thought he, it he was. Made a cameo. I, I think he had a line, but they cut it out on the. Final I do
0: have cut, to say one thing about the Walmart scene. Okay, just before I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but because you, you just reminded me of like a bat's tomato mm-hmm. or something, which You're is right. that um, I it really bothered me. That the car was parked so awkwardly, the only car in the whole parking lot. When they- Oh, you
1: mean the Walgreens? The Walgreens, not
0: the the Walmart. I'm sorry, but the Walgreens, when they were like kind of scouting it. And I was like, it was totally that way just so they could get the shot through the window of the mm. of the store <laughs> you know what I
1: mean but
0: yeah it was like why it just looked so awkward and so filmic and i just it just brought me out for just a second and i think that that was i don't want to call it a mistake but i guess it was to kind of show maybe they were just pulled up there quicker than we thought or they were going to go in and they didn't it was an awkward kind of like moment of like uh they like kind of confusion they weren't sure where they were going so they were parked that way but it just was weird to me so let's talk about the walmart scene now
1: well real quick i know you brought up walgreens we're gonna do the all these things okay all Sonic the stores. Next. but i noticed that too <laughs> yeah all the store i noticed that too because there was another car parked regularly yeah. now and, and i thought the same thing and i'm like had they pulled up real fast if they thought they saw something and got out of the car? That would have worked, but just sit there and have a whole conversation yeah. parked like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess if if no, if there wasn't a car there and it was after hours, like yeah. I guess it was, right? Then that would be fine because I've done that. Who cares? You just kind of yeah. pull up because you're like, oh, it's like I'm not parking because I don't have to. Y- and, yes, and, but exactly. Because there's, but because there's another car there, if you just took that car out, it would probably have been okay.
0: Yes, I think it you know? was a weird production thing, and it, it's totally meaningless. But I just I had to bring it up because it kind of just brought me <clears> out <throat> for a second. Yeah, but um, the Walmart well, scene it, was scary.
1: Yeah, because I mean, again, listening to these true crime podcasts and just with the world, and I'm always you know even like I remember being in as old. Uh, anyone from Rhode Island listening? There's an old uh, our supermarkets. They were called Almax. And I remember, I mean, it's a, not a huge store, but I was there with my grandmother. I must have been seven or eight and I couldn't find her and I was panicking. Like I thought I was lost and I, you know, and I'm like, where's my, where's my grandma? And then, you know, I finally found her and I felt so relieved. But think about a detective who is so messed up from this huge case over 10 years, uh, Child abduction, and he, I mean, he's tense. Yeah, he has this wall up, and to and you just saw, I just saw when he was grabbing the toilet paper. I knew I didn't think anything, I didn't think she got grabbed, but I yes. knew she was gonna drift yeah, off. Yeah, that was a typical
0: shot where the kids are in the shot, the kids are in the shot, the kids are in the shot. Uh oh, the kids are not in the shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, the son is. Oh no, the daughter isn't. Exactly. Uh, but the way he react, the way he reacted, though he's dropping f bombs and shaking yeah. her, that just shows the turmoil and 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 the the hurt in himself. And he's, you know, you know, then he grabs her while she's crying and, and wants. But at the same time, he's just so conflicted with all these emotions. And man, but it was just an effective. I mean, you wanted to lock down the store. That's what I, I want to do that sometime. Not just just to do it. Not because anything bad happened. Yeah. I want to lock down a store, <laughs> flash my DVR podcast badge, and be like, lock this thing down. Lock it down, baby. But uh,
0: That one, yeah, because you also, they led you on with the Rebecca stuff, and then she goes missing. You're like, oh, is this how it happens?
1: Right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And
0: then it wasn't. So. But um, thank you, Brett, for that email. And uh, I don't know, Solo, I feel like we did a good talking on this episode. How about you?
1: I'm sorry. Say that again,
0: but I said, I feel like we did a good talk on this episode. I don't really have much else to say. I think we covered a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, let me just uh, rack the brain real quick. Um, uh, you know, the episode's still pretty fresh in my mind uh, yeah, because it dealt with the, you know their relationships again with the kids. Oh, you know even the doctor's office where he's like, I'll I'll you know I'll off myself if you put me yes. in a home. Yeah. Like that was pretty he really. Oh, and, you know what? You
0: bring up a great point, which is that the Wayne character really showed a lot of anger this episode That with the daughter, yes. the tents yelling in, in almost in every kind. Well, actually, it was in the 80s one. He didn't really show it. But in the 90s one, when he yelled at his wife because she had a drink with the cop, you know, and while he's boozing was, it there. Exactly.
1: Like, yeah. You're like you're, you know, you come home half in the bag, and then he's half in the bag. Yeah, it's like come on. I mean, you gonna you, if you're gonna drink, you can, you can't tell your wife. She, you know, he was just very jealous and also. But Lady Solo even brought it up while we were watching. That was like he's actually probably more upset that she got information oh, that he couldn't. Yeah, that's a great you point. know. And again, yeah. a woman's perspective. Yeah, you see that and like, oh my god, that's a great point, honey. I was like. Oh yeah. That that's what it's for. She, she's so giddy about it.
0: Yeah, and that plays into that whole idea of masculinity that I was talking about.
1: Masculinity the way in yeah.
0: which the, the wife wrote the book. Not him, the wife. You know right. with the way she even says offhanded. Now he's not there, but we're there when she says to those cops, "Oh, my ex-husband was on the case." You know, you know what I mean. Almost like he <laughs> wasn't important. I mean, he found the kid. You know, like he He is the case, and it's just interesting the way he seems to have been um, increasingly de-masculinized, demasculinized, but also just his power is kind of stripped from him in each successive decade, you know, and uh, Ooh, good point. not only yeah. in his job, but in his home life as well. So mm. he is a man that things have not exactly
1: gone well for him. No, you know, no. Yeah. So it, it just, yeah, there, there were some powerful scenes there and, Um, I definitely want to watch that dream sequence again or the hallucination.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that becomes more of a part of the show, you know?
1: Yeah, because once it gets to that point, you're like, oh, man, he's seeing and talking to her now. He's really, man, this case is bringing out a lot, but it's (laughs) bringing out the dead, man.
0: man. And also, it makes you question at some point, are some of the things we're seeing not like? Brett said with the unreliable narrator, maybe that was Andy or newbie. I can't remember the unreliable narrator. Maybe some of the scenes yeah. we're seeing did not happen with him or are not of his yeah, recollection. We- cause we're seeing things kind of, kind of through his eyes,
1: you know? Hmm. I just hope it's not a lot of that. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. Because, cause I, you know, I, I like trusting what I'm seeing is happening and I'd hate for it to be the whole snow globe thing, which I, I don't think it's going that route. But they could be – you're right, though. I, if they do, like, little details that he blocked out or something, that's going to work or that he just forgot about. Um, but I'll tell you, though, uh, this – I wonder if Pizzolato's uh lashing out to these true crime det- webbed sleuths because that – that uh reporter isn't very uh the host isn't very <laughs> likable is she <laughs> she's no, kind of a, no, you know you're, no. yeah so you know you know a lot of people when they're hosting they try to you know they're pretty pretty nice people they're you know doing their thing but like this one you're just almost like oh my god is this a young nancy grace i don't know
0: yeah yeah she is she's and she's pushing too right you know yes. and, and that was interesting when he said to her do you know stuff do you know something i don't know is there new information, right. you know? And it's interesting, too, like the son is is very – like the reasons why he's concerned are not quite evident, I think. Is he really concerned about his dad and his health or is he concerned that he's going to say something he shouldn't say?
1: You or know? remember something he shouldn't remember. Yes,
0: that's a good point too, In his, Solo, in his right. final
1: days. So Yeah. Yeah, there's something yeah, there's something you that's a that man, that's an amazing point Axel. Well, good pickup. Yeah, the thing with the son, you think oh, it's his health and what, but you know, the reactions of him every time his dad says something and you're like he's mm-hmm. like I don't know. So there's there's definitely something deep there to see. There's oh man. Who cares? I mean, I I know a lot of people are like oh, I don't want it to be just like season 1 whatever, but no, this is great. This is it's going in a great direction and it, and it's I don't think it's gonna be cut and dry like the same. I did it this seems more complex to me. Yeah. And like we're ready for it. Because season one was so new and different. And then, you know, season two, LA nights, Arkansas Days. But now it, it they're adding more of a, of complexity to it and, and and I'm like I'm ready for it and I love it. And I like not I love being off balance in this show because I don't know and watching it week to week it's allowing me to think and 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 realize where is this going. Where if I was binging, if you're binging, this is one show. I don't know if a binge, maybe a second rewatch binge would be fun, but I I don't necessarily know if binging this would be the right way to do it. You know, it's just certain yeah. shows you have to binge. Yeah. This one I like watching it week to week.
0: Now, I I agree with you. I th- I like digesting it, and um, I I like it because we get to do the podcast. And uh, I also like it because I do feel like you should think after these episodes, you know, it's being Mm -hmm. told in, it is being told in chapters and I don't feel like it's a big movie. I feel like this episode told me something. I felt like one and two fit together, but I feel like this episode told me something different and had a different kind of feel. And uh, I really liked it. I think the series is fantastic, man cool yeah brother all right well uh any last words solo
1: no just uh keep on trucking and uh i I can't wait for episode four baby yeah
0: all right well everyone remember you can check us out at dvrpodcast.com you can join our facebook group daily dvr we're having our contest for the super bowl pick and let me tell you something. It's an awesome prize. So if you heard the ad at the mid-ad break, you know what it is. So you got to hear the ad to hear what the prize is. Or join us on Daily DVR on Facebook. And also email us at DVR Podcast. Thank you very much to Newbie, Andy, and Brett. And I wanted to say, I think James had a comment on Facebook that I didn't cut and paste into the notes. And I was trying to find it a little here, but I wasn't able to find it. So – um Sorry about that, James. Next time, I'll email it to myself or remember or something. But anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Heath Solo. Until next time, peace.
1: Peace. And I'm thinking, Axel, why don't we go to a motel, get drunk, and have sex all night? Well, let's do it, baby. All right, let's do it.